everybody. I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit, The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, something not through no fault of our own or through our own making we keep hidden, and that in turn keeps us hidden from each other and the world. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow, and while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change your perception about your circumstances. Regardless of what your personal experiences or traumas have been, this showcase series is designed to ignite the light in you, as well as providing safe harbor, education, personal growth, and resources so that no matter where you are on your journey, you'll have the courage to move on when you're ready. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary situations and struggles and found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Everybody heals at a different pace, and we recognize that. So come on in, have a listen, and enjoy the ride at your own speed. Hey, everybody. This is Debbie, and I had such an extraordinary conversation with Akshay Nanavati in part one of Stand Up and Speak Up this week, I decided that we were going to split this up into two parts because the second part is called The Pursuit of Happiness. And Akshay categorizes that as unattainable, fundamental, and possibly rubbish. So let's break up this section and present part two with my special guest, Akshay Nanavati. Well, I'm... I'm my brain is just going all over because I'm looking at the things that you've done in the past and I'm, I'm looking at the things that I was uh, researched about what you said and I, I loved it. <laughs> you said something about the pursuit of happiness and how it's bunk, basically. Uh, mm-hmm, can you kind of mm-hmm. tell us that? Because a lot of the, the folks that I work with that have lost so much fear that they'll never be happy again. And when I heard mm-hmm. your discussion about the pursuit of happiness, I'm thinking, oh, okay, we have to look at this differently. Can you kind of tell us why, mm-hmm. why you feel the the pursuit, and this is an um, American thing too, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Can you get can you it, get into it, that a little bit? Sure, sure, absolutely. You know, the, the 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 like you said, it's a very core part of our ethos that the pursuit of happiness, right? If we were in the Bill of Rights, right? So, but the problem is when you pursue happiness, it's it's like firstly, what is what is happiness in of itself? And we have a very flawed concept of that. You know, we are taught that happiness is this next thing we find, then I'll be happy. You know, we, that's sort of our fundamental belief. When I get the million dollars, when I solve the next problem that I'm currently facing in my life, then I'll be happy. So at the core, we don't really have a true understanding of what happiness is, right? If we just say it's a smile on your face, that's, that's not it. It's deeper than that, right? So you, you, happiness happens as a, as a side effect of pursuing a life of meaning. Because look, the reality is no matter what happens in life, you will always struggle. Struggle will always hit you. Suffering, adversity, stress, anxiety, fear, it is a part of life. But when you pursue a life of meaning, you can turn that struggle into an experience of joy. So it's not about pursuing happiness. It's about pursuing a meaningful life, what I call the worthy struggle. What is your worthy struggle? What is your worthy path? It could be raising a child. It could be being, you know, being a parent, writing books, playing chess, playing music, in my case, climbing mountains, skiing across ice caps. Like whatever your worthy struggle is, find that worthy struggle, live that worthy struggle, and fall in love with the journey. And the journey does not mean it will all be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. It absolutely will not. So you really have to hold on to the realization that happiness is not the elimination of sadness. Happiness is the ability to find a gift in sadness. And that's why the pursuit of happiness is a flawed ideal, because 
it leaves you kind of chasing something that keeps us on this sort of this 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 hamster wheel and just keeps us miserable because we keep thinking we'll be getting happy there and it leads us to think that there will not be struggle. That's sort of the greatest flaw in the concept is that when I find my happiness, there'll no longer be struggle. No, there'll always be struggle. So instead, pursue a worthy struggle because if you don't seek out a worthy struggle, struggle will find you anyway. And so one way or the other, you're going to struggle. So the question I always like to ask is not about which happiness or which passion you want to pursue, but which struggle are you willing to endure? And if you find that level of struggle you're willing to endure, then you decide on that because, again, you're going to struggle no matter what crossroads you come across. You know, do I start this business or do I quit and stay in this job that I hate? Do I stay in this relationship or do I quit it and be single? Like any crossroads, any decision point, there will be a struggle on either path. The question I always ask is what struggle are you willing to endure? You know, so choose that struggle. Choose your worthy struggle that, 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 that defines who you are and who you want to be for yourself and for the world. And then happiness will just result as a side effect of that. That's the, that's the path to happiness is that you don't chase it. It will result when you chase meaning. So what do you say to people that have had something traumatic happen to them? I always say it happens for us, but it happens to them and says, well, I didn't mm-hmm. choose this struggle, so mm-hmm. why me? Got it. So yeah, so there's the two kinds of struggle that we endure, right? There's one that you seek, and there's one that life throws upon you. And the question of why me is I understand where the question is coming from. God knows I've been through it when I went through my, you know, my challenges. But it's not a helpful question. It's, it's a question that leads us into sort of a victimization mode that why me? Why do these bad things happen to me? We will never know all the answers to the questions of why things happen the way they do in the universe and life, right? So instead, ask, it's always the question is what can I do about it? What can I, what, how can I make the best of it? So let me give you a very concrete example. You know, I struggled with survivor's guilt when I came back from the war. Everybody told me not to feel guilty. My friends, my family, my therapist, everybody told me not to feel guilty. And I get it. Like, rationally, I get it. You can't control what happens in war. Bullets fly where they fly. People get killed. Nobody can control that. But being in the Marines, being navigating the camaraderie of that, inevitably, guilt results because guilt is simply an expression of love. I felt guilty for losing a brother because of the, the, the camaraderie that was forged by the fires of combat, you know, by the, by the tribal nature, by the, 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 the nature of being in the Marines. So what I learned through all my healing was, you know, uh, and my process, like delving into neuroscience and psychology and spirituality, was that guilt was not the problem. There are no bad emotions. They're always, we're always told that fear, stress, anxiety, guilt, anger, sadness, these are quote-unquote bad emotions. They're not bad emotions. They're just more challenging emotions. They're, they're not inherently bad because there are no good or bad emotions. They're only emotions. And it's up to us to decide what we want to do with them. So for me, my guilt, instead of trying to make it go away, which was ridiculous, it, it did go away. It still hasn't gone away. Uh, it's not that I face it every day today, but it shows up from time to time, and I learned to use it. So for a long time, I had a picture of my friend that I lost up in the war, up on my wall, and it said, this should have been you during this life. So that's an intense thing to look at. The point is to say, to answer your question is, I don't know why, and I actually found out when I was in Iraq, my vehicle drove over an active bomb, and for some reason, that vehicle did not explode. Now, I don't know why my vehicle did not explode and my friend's vehicle did. I don't know why that happened, and I will never know why that happened. I don't know if there is an answer to the question of why that happened. Now, sometimes people often say to me, oh, you were meant to be here, and I refuse to accept that because then what, what, my friend wasn't meant to be here, you know? So point is to say, I don't know if there is an answer, and I don't care that there is an answer. 
But that's why that's why it's a far question to ask why me, even in a good way. Like why me? Why do I get to be alive? I don't know. But what I do know is I am alive. What am I going to do about it? What can I learn from that? How can I use this life I've been gifted in service of others? Bad things do happen to people. Life isn't always fair. The more you seek that, the more you try to like find that it's fair, the more you're going to be tarnished and tainted and it's going to, it's going to break you. Instead, if you just accept that, look, life is an experience of suffering, you're going to suffer, but that's not always a bad thing. Like if you reframe your relationship to it and you start to say that post-traumatic growth is just as much, if not more, uh, reality than post-traumatic stress disorder, the problem is we have not created a paradigm that trauma equals growth. We've created a, con- we've created a construct in our society that trauma equals disorder. I mean, to this day, when I when people hear I'm a veteran, there's often this sense of sort of, and I get it, it's coming from a place of love, so I appreciate it and I, and I appreciate where it's coming from. But there's a sense of pity that, oh, poor you, you know, there's probably something wrong with you. Because there's this paradigm that war equals trauma equals disorder. That's not, that, that's not, that doesn't have to be the case. It can just as easily mean trauma equals growth, and it does if you choose it to be, you know. I mean, of course, there's a lot of work to make that happen, uh, but the suffering that we experience in life, there are our greatest teachers. I mean, that's why I seek it now, because I know that every evolution, every, every growth that has happened, the wisdom I've gained from the suffering that is one that has been sort of happened to me, you know, the things I didn't necessarily choose, I didn't obviously choose. Granted, I made choices to go into the Marines and, of course, all of that, but I didn't choose to sort of deal with survivor's guilt and to go down some of the paths I went through. It, those, those kind of happened to me, not that I'm a victim for it. I'm grateful for it. And even now, the suffering that I do choose, like running ultra marathons, like a 24-hour run or climbing mountains or skiing, skiing in Antarctica, these are all sufferings I choose. All of that I choose because on the other side of every suffering is a new evolution, a new awakening, a new insight. And so suffering is just a doorway to that insight. I always like to say that suffering is a training ground for self-transcendence, and self-transcendence is the essence of, I like to, you know, call it whatever word you want to use, but I believe self-transcendence is an experience of God, it's an experience of the divine, you know, the universe, that is the man at its finest, humanity at its finest, and suffering is just a vehicle for that, so it's an absolutely necessary, it's actually necessary training ground for our evolution, and the second you start doing that, even the suffering you don't choose, you, it's hard, and I'm not saying it's easy to do this, it's especially hard to do it when you're in it, when you're experiencing suffering, and especially if it's a suffering you didn't choose, it's very, very hard to feel grateful for it. But I can say this with absolute certainty. I am very grateful for every suffering I've ever experienced at this point in my life, it's even the suffering I did not choose, because I like going through a divorce. I certainly did not want that. Brutal. I broke my sobriety, went into some dark spaces. But all of that has led to some wisdom that has transformed me, me as an individual, spiritually, personally, psychologically. But more importantly, it's transformed my ability to serve others because without that suffering, without the wisdom I gained from it, I would not be sitting here having this conversation with you. Reading books is valuable, but reading books gives you knowledge. Life experience gives you wisdom, and wisdom is where the true transformation happens. The only reason I can speak about these things with some degree of coherence and an ability to now be of value to others is because I've been through it, not because I've just read about it in a bunch of books. Well, and, and I, uh, it's interesting because as you, were speak, as you were talking, I'm thinking, this is a, a young man who started off as a kid, was pretty quiet and didn't want to tell, didn't want to tell his parents about certain things, and now you've used the experiences, the struggles you've had to really, what I do, stand up and speak up and get mm-hmm. power from within. And I can, from the time we started to talk to now, I can feel your energy and your power coming out the more you speak 
And that's the way I feel I am when I start talking about what happened with the online romance scam because so many times people do not want to speak up. You know, they, they've had something happen and they're afraid of what others are going to think about it. They don't mm -hmm. want to uh, own it sometimes and they just want to hide and say, maybe I can forget about it and it'll go away. Doesn't happen, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't happen. Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't think there's some things you ever sort of get over. And I hate when some people say that, you know, like know. losing a friend of war is not something. And, and, and there's so much, you know, people, parents who lose child, you don't ever get over some of that stuff. It stays with you. But you just have to learn to use it as a vehicle for, for service, for meaning, for good. And like today, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not, I'm living a fulfilling, meaningful, happy life. But I'm not miserable all the time like I was at one point. But that stuff hasn't, hasn't gone, you know. I've just learned to work through it, to work with it. And I think that's, that's far more important. I'd like to thank my special guest, Akshay Nanavati, today for his part two called The Pursuit of Happiness. We all have those worthy struggles that we need to find in our lives, find out what the purpose of them is, and to embrace. Find those challenges, step up, as Akshay would say, or his mom would say, man up. We don't want you to forget about what happened. Just live with what is going on in your life. Find the purpose and find the worthy struggle and do your very best to get through it, with it, embrace it, whatever you want to call it. And follow Akshay on his adventures coming up soon. Thanks for listening to Stand Up and Speak Up. We are dedicated to encouraging you to remove the mask of embarrassment and being your best self. If you've been a victim of a scam or cybercrime, please visit againstscams.org for assistance and guidance about options and recovery. SCARS, the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams, is an incorporated nonprofit crime victims assistance organization based in Miami, supporting scam victims worldwide. If you can, please make a small donation to help the victims around the world receive the help that they need. This episode has been sponsored by BenfoComplete.com, a vitamin supplement company that supports happy and healthy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. If you or anyone you know struggles with the pins and needles or numbness in their hands and feet, check out our Benfo teaming products at BenfoComplete.com and use the special code STANDUP for 5% discount on your purchase. Again, thanks everybody for being here with us today. Go to my website, thewomanbehindthesmile.com, for additional information and resources. Check out my YouTube channel and subscribe, and follow the replays of all of our great guests. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks very much for being here.